and welcome to week nine of high school football in northeast Mississippi. Brian, three quarters down for yeah. the regular season. We're doing fine up here on week nine. Brian, I knew you were going to come with a tune. When, I, you always come with a tune, right? Life is a tune. <laughs> if you ain't singing. You tweeted this a while back. You said sometimes you pick the song and sometimes the song picks you. That's right. That. That's a... Uh, that's a Guy Clark song. He's a he's a he's an old songwriter, and uh, he he made guitars for a living before he became a songwriter. And he that was that was one of his famous lines. It's like yeah, sometimes sometimes you 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 do the song, sometimes the song does you. So that's that's yeah. one of those whoa yeah he, whoa yeah for those this is this is gonna be a sports podcast. This is sports podcast. But for those for those for those, for those listening, check out Guy Clark on your Spotify. Mississippi now. native, right? No, no, no. You're thinking of uh, the the pitcher. Gary Clark. You're thinking of the pitcher Guy Clark or whatever. Guy, Guy Bush. Guy Bush. <laughs> He's the one that Babe Ruth caught his yeah. shot on. It's a sports show. Yeah. Um, but no, week nine, we are, man, we are, we're here. It's time. It is, I don't know, you know how in March backside. Madness, they have, uh, what is it, they call it a Bracket Buster Saturday yes. or Judgment Day Saturday. Yeah. We are at judgment time in college, or high school football season. Uh, matchups are still good. Yeah. And some of them we've got highlighted. Brian, I'm gonna let you jump right into it. Some, I think it's seven games we highlighted this week yep. that we and, really like. Uh, you know, that's pr- pretty top heavy. But there's some other important games in the area. Uh, it's one of those kind of another week. There, people getting eliminated. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and more games this time of year too, where one team is likely to make the playoffs, but they're playing a team that's just on the outside looking in, and that team on the outside looking in can knock them from a two yep. to a four with a really quick upset. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some. Good play. So some foreshadowing going forward of some of our hmm. picks for sure. But all right, here we go. Starting out the slate for uh, Friday, October the eighteenth. Ooh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, see here, we got Amory at Nettleton. Okay, that's a big one. It's going to be a good atmosphere on Friday night in Nettleton. They do it right. The weather's going to be nice. Yes, Brian and I, you, man, we went to Nettleton earlier this year. Against they saw him against Morville. Um, on paper, it looks like all Amory this game. But I need to say this. That rivalry is older than Wren Road, and it has not been played every year for quite some time now because Amory's been 4A and Nettleton's been 3. But let me say this. Amory, and this is not to speak to the coaching staff over there because they do a phenomenal job, but this is, you know, I think they have Boonville next week, which is going to decide that division. Nettleton is not necessarily the team that you want to play Especially considering there may be a sloppy field Friday, and and get caught with your pants down because they've got enough athletes and they're they're strong enough on defense to keep this game close. And if you're if you're Amory and you don't put it away early, you could find yourself in a dogfight in the fourth quarter, and then that Boomville game means ten times more than it did if you if you wind up losing. Yeah, so. I mean, Nettleton's a really tough trap game, right? I mean, uh, you know, and Nettleton, here's Nettleton, Nettleton what, five and three now. This is your quintessential trap game. A hundred percent. This would be one of the games that Nettleton kind of could keep it close. We went through the fourth quarter. Amory puts one on the ground. Uh, block and score. Yeah. Any, anything, you know, snap one over the punter's head in the end zone. Yeah. Anything can happen. It's that time of year where weird things do happen. I like Amory doing a closer one than people expect. I do too. And I want to say one more thing about uh, Amory. They have got a couple of athletes that have really flown under the radar because they've taken a couple of early season losses. We hadn't heard a lot about them. But uh, it's a freshman running back, I believe, our, our good friend Brian Pearson. Uh, he's notified us of him. You know, when we went and saw them play the A game, and we actually it was his first game back, It was I think it's James Spratt. 
and he is a ball player. Yeah. And this kid has just been on a tear since he's come back. And then probably the most underrated player in the area, in my opinion, plays for Emory, and that's quarterback Hunter Jones, man. He's good. This is a kid that's a junior. The numbers are there. The, the football IQ is there. He is the guy that you want under center when you're a little outmatched, maybe a little outsized, because he's going to make some plays with his legs and he's going to make some plays with his brain that a lot of people can't do. I was about to say, he's got a little savvy back there. I like him. Uh, you know, with the guys you just mentioned, uh, Rufus' kid, the, the running back, uh, Rufus French's kid. Fr- yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pretty good. That's got a tight end. I think his name's Pete Moore. Yes, big 88. kid. Huge. He was a manager, Brian said, as a freshman That's or something so cool. like that, and now he's a recruited college football player. I mean, that's pretty yeah. big deal. And they've also got a lineman that's pretty good over there. Uh, His name escapes me, yeah, too, but man. He, he has some JUCO offers and some some offers along those lines. And he, he's kind of blown up as a player. So, End of the day, Amory's going to have football They're players. Have football it's just players. what they yeah, do. But, uh, but this gonna is going to be a good game, though. No yeah, kidding. And then you always got your boy at Nettleton. Davis Oswalt. For sure. He's a man. Sure and, he's a man. you know, Marcus Thomas. And then uh, Buzz Gardner has really – you know, he's found some stride. They've really started clicking a little bit on offense. I mean, this this is going to be a good game. It is. It is. It's going to be a fun one. Make sure you get out to Nelson. All right, game number two. Another big game in the area. Caledonia at Pontotoc. Ooh. I know, right? That 2-4-8. I mean, let's, say, let's say this, and this is just to speak to another game to, to segue into what I'll say about this one. I think anybody outside of Fulton and Shannon last week did not expect to see the score that they did in Fulton with with Itawamba beating Shannon twenty two to fourteen, and really did it late. Shannon had the ball. It was fifteen fourteen for it a was, while. Right? Yeah, Shannon had the ball late in the game, and uh, with I think three minutes left, driving to go ahead, yeah. you know, kick a field goal, which Shannon probably wouldn't have kicked the field goal, but they'd have faked it. They, yeah, they you know they they would have they had the opportunity to win the game, right? And uh. Ike Chandler's little brother, Tay, uh, picked the ball off, took it to the house, made it 22-14. I say that to say that this division is a little bit more wide open than I think people realize. Pontotoc is really finding stride. We know, and, and you know, I speak again to the weather, Caledonia, we saw them at Shannon. Uh, they were they were two po- leading two by two at the half right. when we left uh, and wound up, you know, getting shut out in the second half, but – I say that to say, again, sloppy field, single-wing offense. <laughs> you know, th- this is – and Pontotoc, this game has been a lot closer than it should have been probably the last two years. Pontotoc won by one last year in the last two minutes of the ball game. Caledonia is not a team you want to play around with. They know what's at stake for themselves with Morville being eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, you said this actually a week or so ago. Now all they know they got to do is beat South. And they're in. You beat South, which and you're is likely. In. You beat but if you beat Pontotoc, you're the three. Yeah. So, or possibly, you know, you never know. And you really, yeah. I mean, and I, I don't know. I don't know what division they match up with this year. I don't remember. I can't remember how the rotation goes. But man, the three going to any one of those twos is going to be a game. Those are always coin flips. In and 4-8. like you said, if that first round game, if you're the three and you go play somebody, may not be as well coached as you, and it's a dirty field, and it's muddy. Man, you never know. A lot of teams beg for that Delta matchup in that two-three game. You do, but you don't want Greenwood. Yeah. But the two's not so scary. Yeah. Now, I say all that. Pontotoc is getting dangerous at the time you need to get dangerous. Uh, I think they've gotten some quarterback issues started to kind of settle in a little bit. Uh, the playmakers are getting the ball they in get space. the ball, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get 13 the ball and is good he, things is usually he, is happen. He, is he 19? 19. He's 19. He's 19, yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, you get 19 the ball. You've been playing at Pontotoc for 13 years. I well, feel like. I think he, I think he was 13 when he was a freshman. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know him, 
Trez Vaughn, uh, Cade Armstrong. Jamarcus uh, Whitfield back there still? Jamarcus Whitfield, Pico Townsend. They have got – They Pontotoc has a l- more luxury of just playmaking athletes than maybe anybody in the area. For sure. So it, it makes them – there's not a game they're out of. And especially now that they're a little bit more talented, the lines have jailed a little bit. Defensively, they figured some things out. I look for Pontotoc to actually take control and really have this game mid-second half. But, again, I say that to say, you know, with the field conditions and the way Caledonia plays and dirties it up, you never know. But I, I like Pontotoc. I like Pontotoc to win. I'm going to go against the green. I like Pontotoc to, uh, to win a big one. Yeah, I think they're trying to round into form. I think this is the opposite of a trap game for Coach Carter. They they lost so many early. Oh, they, yeah. There's no traps. There's left. no traps left uh, because next week they are at Itawamba, uh, and, and they, knowing they, what we know now, and, that one may decide it. And the way the year started for Pontotoc, they have to figure it out each week. You know what I mean? Yes. They, have, they have to continue to improve and get better and add a little bit more. I think they win going away, and that sets up a heavyweight matchup next week in Itawamba for sure. And you know, uh, one more thing on that too, Brian. And I love Caledonia. Oh, I do too. They They do a fantastic job, and they do know how to party. Um, But I just feel like big win for the Warriors. I do too. But this, 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 you know, you speak just a little bit ahead, and of course, we'll talk about it next week too. We get into a situation: Pontotoc beats Itawamba, then you set up a potential Shannon Pontotoc matchup the following week. Mm. Where if Shannon beats Pontotoc, then you get down to that number. We've seen this this dog and pony Second, show third before. Tiebreakers in this division are nothing new. It's, it, it happens about every other year so for sure. This I'm excited to well, see how this P- plays. Pontotoc doesn't need to look past this game, and I don't think they will. I don't either. I don't think they will. Um, okay, let's see here. Choctaw County at Ripley. Now, Choctaw County with probably I, I don't want to call it the upset of the week, but I think everybody that saw Houston is just incredibly banged up right now. And they've got the tough ones in that division out of the way. You know, the uh, Noxabee's out of the way. Choctaw County's out of the way. I think Houston can get healthy now, coast the rest of the way out. But Choctaw County with a huge win over Houston mm-hmm. last week. You know, Ripley getting their first division win. This is one of those rare ones, you know, we saw last week with uh, Corinth and Noxabee. I guess that the same division is doing the same thing. It's a chance for Ripley to try to work some kinks out and Choctaw to do the same thing. Um Without spending too much time on it, I mean, I got to go with Choctaw, man. I think that the two in that division may be a little bit stronger than the three or four in the four A division. So that's for, that's for sure. I've always speaking of Choctaws, like I've always felt that Tim McGraw would be the kind of guy from Ripley, like Tim McGraw from Ripley. <laughs> you remember Indian Outlaw? <laughs> you talk, every time you talk about Choctaw. But with that being said, I talked to some friends of mine who were on the Houston staff. Yeah, and they said, you know, Choctaw County's a little bit out of the coverage area. Yeah. There's not much media in their region at all. That's period. right. It's middle of the state. And they said, man, those guys are loaded with athletes. Well, they, and I want to say, you know, and the, and the foundation Ben Ashley set the past three yeah. years, and I don't even know who the new coach is now, but he's obviously carried it over, and they're they're doing a phenomenal well, job. And, and that area, and I, and I don't want to speak out of turn, and I am 100% speaking speak out of turn. The, that was a consolidated school between where and is it Ackerman? Ackerman. Ackerman. Those two schools they, have separate, always been good. Have all, I mean, DeCenzo Miller was a wear guy, right? Yeah. And Ackerman was that Ricky were, Woods winning years they ago? They were putting yeah. out D1s every other year. Yeah. I mean, it's that, there's talent in that Some area. of the best players in the history of Mississippi State went to those small schools. Yes. And now they're combined? No question. I mean, this is, I mean, And yeah. you, you, you talk about that too, Brian, to say this. There's you, there's no media coverage in that area. There's really not a lot to yeah. do in that area but play football. And then go to Calhoun Pap- City, Choctaw County, and then go know. to Pap's place and eat catfish. Oh, but you know, here's the thing: we we kind of we kind of 
look over Choctaw County because they're Choctaw County. If we said, hey, guys, this is the combined team from Ware and Ackerman, we'd all go, oh, what the oh, heck? Wait, what? <laughs> those two schools aren't Together? in existence and they have the same athlete? Okay, never mind. Whoa, we don't want to play those guys. But, no, for real. I, no, I, like, I, I like Choctaw County to prep to win a game here. Uh, Ripley got a little momentum. Jamal Burke's going to have to – is that his name, Jamal, Jamal Brooks? Yeah, yeah Jamal he's going to have to have a big night. Going to have to have a big and, night. And he's kind of been that. It's been that. He's going to have to block he a couple has a punts, big night, like he did last week. Yeah, <laughs> and score offensively, yeah. you know. So, But he's going to have to do it all. But, but I, Ripley's likely in. So, you know, this game really doesn't mean anything other than let's work some kinks out. Let's maybe try a new defense out. Let's mm-hmm. mix up some formations offensively. I like Choctaw and a little bit closer one than people think. I agree. I agree. Um, Corinth and New Albany. This is the – speaking of judgment time. <laughs> Score that surprised me maybe more than any last week was uh, was uh, New Albany beating North Pontotoc nineteen to nothing because we talked about this on the preview. We said if it was in the teens, North Pontotoc had North Pontotoc had the advantage, but here's New Albany's defense showing out and standing up. I, I do know this: but scoring nineteen points on North Pontotoc is like scoring fifty on other folks well, the way because North Pontotoc's defense yeah. had been so solid, man. And but I need to say that to say that I think Corinth is just on another level this year than I mean you know we talk about the 4A schools let's say just above Jackson if if your four is anything other than Greenwood Louisville Corinth and Itawamba then you've got the wrong four mm-hmm. I mean though you know and it's we're on a collision course with those four I say all of that to say that New Albany and Corinth have got had a rivalry in every sport Everything. for quite some time because they've they've gone up in classification together, they've dropped down together. They've they always it's always that cutoff line is New Albany when they you know realignment, and it seems like they always get stuck in each other's division. So I say that to say that New Albany will be prepared as they possibly can. Cody Stubblefield does a Heck fantastic a job. Uh, one thing, and, and I'm gonna flip the script on this this week. Last week I said that the game favors New Albany if it's played in the 40s. This week, this week I think it's mm-hmm. it, it favors Corinth if it's played in the 40s. So I think if you're New Albany, your game plan is to be loose in the 20s and uh, and keep the big play from happening. And then when you get inside the 20s, try to keep them out of the end zone. Try to put threes instead of sixes on the board. For sure, for sure. I totally agree with everything you just said. Look for Cody Stubblefield to pull out a trick play somewhere. Coach Stubblefield. It could be early. Yep. And there could be another one five plays later. Yep. You know, if you're the Stubblefield, you really have no- nothing to lose this game. If you lose, you're where everybody probably predicted you to be anyway, which is the two in that division. But they can win. But they can win. So why not? Just let's let's open up the entire playbook, see what happens. Quarterback Charlie Lott has been solid this year. They've got two running backs they that do. are really putting up great numbers. They're interchangeable guys all, all over their offense, I feel like. They really are. Yeah. And their line has been the biggest key for them. They've been able to bully people off the ball. Corinth has not been just spectacular defensively. So I say the game in the 40s favors Corinth because they can tire you out. But when you play a game in the 40s with somebody, it's usually whoever has the ball last. True. So going to be interesting. I like Corinth in a really close one. Would you expect anything less than New Albany to have good line play with the two stubble? I, 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 they're, just, they can, they're not undersized, but even if they were undersized, I know that Colin Stubblefield would get them yeah. get them ready to play. That's his M.O. for sure. Uh, okay, moving on. we got a, man another game loaded with athletes all over the field. There's Anytime the ball is snapped, there's going to be 22 in the Grenada and West Point game. Ooh. It's at West Point. We've talked about that division quite a bit, and – you know, before we go too, too far, I think West Point's going to win this game because it's West Point. And it's at West Point. And it's at West Point. But Grenada is is that team that maybe West Point's okay with playing with, 
but you've got to realize later down the road how battle-tested Grenada is because they've got Lafayette and West Point in their division. Yeah. So if they and finish they the lost three, the close when there's Lafayette. Right? Yeah, they really did. I think it was a, a touchdown yeah. game. And if they finish the three, I'm sorry. So I'm going to say this to say that even though I think West Point's going to win this game, I think it's too much Brandon Harris. I think the defense gets big stops. I don't think Grenada's going to be able to move the ball well like they have all year. Grenada is probably going to be the most dangerous three seed in this entire state. And it would not shock me at all to see Grenada match up later down the road with Lafayette or West Point again. Yeah, they're going to have seven guys on each side of the ball that look like they could play for West Point. They are. Absolutely. They really are. It's going to be the other four, the matchup problem. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? They're in there, and West Point will exploit those. And Coach Chan was, does maybe a better job than anybody in the state of finding where you're weak at and where he's strong at and attacking that. The difference, I think, in the game is that Grenada doesn't have a Brandon Harris. They don't. They don't. I mean, they, they got a lot of really good players, yeah. uh, but they just don't have him. It's, and, and, you know, it's so systemized in West Point that Harris knows what to do, even if there's a wrinkle, even if he gets to the line and says, okay, they're, you know, the mic's right over on top of the, the nose. We need to switch out of this and go outside. Or, when, you know, he, he knows that. Grenada probably doesn't. That's, that's probably the difference in the game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like you said, West Point to win might be a little – I don't like to say closer than people expect. Uh, you know, it's too backdoor cover type game. Yeah, I mean, is a ten point game close at West Point? I think so. I mean, yeah, you know, that's I mean, close. Yeah, the, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Double digits, but nothing too crazy. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see here. Moving on, Kasuth at Boonville. That's a now we bl- talked about Amory and, and Nettleton yeah. being the trap. Here is another just perfect example. Boonville probably looking ahead a bit to Amory. But not so much as Amory probably is because Boomville and Kosuth have played quite a bit. Forever. And this game is actually going to mean a little bit more to Boomville probably than the Nettleton game will to Amory. And Boomville's going to feel it on Saturday for sure. Coach Maddox, give your boys Saturday off. You tell them to ice on their own, and then you have ice ready for them <laughs> on Sunday during film. Because they are going to need it. And, and you know, <laughs> I, you know, Kosuth with a huge win over Nettleton last week. Biggin. Uh That was a true coin flip game. Nobody knew who was going to win that game. Kosuth took a late lead. Uh, but two or three minutes ago, I think they iced the clock. You know, so <laughs> Kosuth's that team, Brian, that, that is always going to play you tough. We, we've talked always. about that. Uh, Coda Wilhite, the running back, is mm-hmm. an absolute monster to bring down. Uh, man, they just – They bruise you. They and, grind and, it and out. And at quarterback, they're, they're in that funky little Imagine butt that. to the ground. Imagine Oh, at, I know. At Kossuth. Right. They, uh, I bet he's not tough at all. Oh, I know. At quarterback at Kossuth, <laughs> can't be tough. Yeah, not right. be tough. But, no, I, I think, man, I, you know, Boonville has got to come ready to play this game. They got to. Because Kossu's the type of team, kind of like West Point, kind of like anybody that runs that ground and pound with a single wing or the or the flex bone or power or whatever, you want to have it where they line up two tight ends and get feet right next to each other on the lineman and come right at you. Yep. You get behind Kossuth, two touchdowns. <laughs> they get rolling downhill, getting you, seven yards you of carry, do, you're in trouble. You don't want to be in that part of game. So, I think for Boonville, yeah. you, you really, really, really try to get John Daniel Deaton going early uh, in the past game, mm-hmm. get the ball to uh, Davian Pierce yeah. or Price in space and, and try to build a lead because you don't want to be in a dogfight. I, I like Boonville, but I like Boonville to have a scare this week. Well, I, I agree. Uh, you know, we when we went watch Boonville play Saltillo earlier in the year, they like to spread it around. They air yeah. it out, man. Uh, the and quarterback do a good job of man, it. Too. Quarterback threw a pretty ball. Yes, he did. Uh, you know, uh, they they really worked the middle of the field with some post routes, and you know, I remember they they got the uh, the the good athlete uh, Pierce 
Was yeah, yeah. Davian Pierce. Yeah, they got him the ball quite a bit in space on the and edge. I think he's, he's actually the state's leader in touchdowns right now. I think. I so. think. They, they find ways to get him the ball, but that day they were throwing it to everybody. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, they were equal opportunity. And like you said, their quarterback gets rolling. Uh, they're going to, I'll say this, I feel like they're a rhythm offense. I agree. And if the quarterback gets rolling, it could get out of hand. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it could. It could. They're going to, no matter what, they're going to feel it. Um, I don't know if they get behind at all in this game. You know what I mean? It'll be tough. Well, and you know Coach Maddox has got to be preaching to his guys this week. Right. Guys, we've got to come out absolutely on fire. But I do like what you said more than anything, that this is a bigger trap for Amory than this game because they're used to this game. Oh, 100%. I like Bo- I like Boonville to win one. But like you said, uh, there is a chance it could be close at the end. It could get scary. I like, the, I like it's, that it's idea. It's one of those – It's spooky where, season. I, I, I could see – Kasuth trying to chase points late yeah. and maybe having to throw the ball, get an onside kick, and and maybe you know throwing a pick to end the game, yeah. or missing a field goal to end the game. But that, I think it could be that scary. For that sure. being said, somewhere between four and six points, I like. I, I like I like your prediction there. You know, I also hope that Kasuth wears the solid white uniform, dude. That's a pretty uniform. They look just like Texas when they wear that. They that do. big old maroon Longhorn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They really do. Just gets me fired up thinking about it. All right, man. Like in here, I'm man, I'm glad you picked this one for us this week. The biggest game of the year in the state. Ain't even close. Not even close. We have a a huge heavyweight matchup. Ring the bell. Madison Central at Starkville. Folks, this is not a traditional football game. These are not two teams that have played for 60 years, but they have played for about the past 10 because mm-hmm. they've been in the same division. This is probably a surefire of a North half 6A championship preview as I can give you. There, I don't know if there's any more – I don't know if there's two other teams in the state on either side where I can say I know they're going to meet in North half or South half. The only the, the only the only outlier in this might be South Panola. But other than that – Who's I, also in the same division. Yeah, I was about to say, but other than that, I think you're dead on. this. These two are the clear-cut class of that class. And we, <laughs> talk, we talked a little bit about, you know, like 4A. Like, I think that either – you know, Louisville, Greenwood, Corinth, Itawamba, they're going to play each other to see who plays each other. Right. I see South Panola having to beat one of these teams you're, to play the other. You're dead on. You're uh, dead on. But just to specifically to the game, Starkville has been really, really smart about how they've scheduled. They, the, the, a common opponent for these teams before division, they both played Brandon. Um, Starkville – they lost the controversial game. A very, very them, right? controversial game to open the season based on, and I don't know, I haven't cut, talked to anybody from Brandon on this, but I have talked to people from Starkville, some people that were standing literally right where the, you know, the, the events took place. And they said, man, I, I, you know, it's, there's not really anything you can say other than that we just, you know, they just, they took the game from us. Right. Um, and then for the, on the Madison side, they beat Brandon by a touchdown late. So as far as being equal, you got two contrasting styles. Starkville does a really, really good job of being balanced offensively. Luke Altmeyer, several, uh, several, you know, SEC D1 offers already as a junior at quarterback. He is a big time player. Um, he does not make a lot of plays with his feet. So when Starkville is going to run it, they're going to run it. When they're going to throw it, they're going to throw it. More of a they do some play attack. action, mm-hmm. but they are going to stay balanced. They're going to do everything in their power to stay balanced. Uh, when West Point beat them 41-35, uh, they got into a shootout, which played into West Point's favor. West Point threw the ball twice. Starkville ran the ball six times. So Starkville is capable of playing whatever kind of game you want them to play. Madison, on the other hand, Led by Jimmy Holiday, who is a TCU commit at quarterback, he is kind of their 
Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma-style quarterback, whereas he's going to make more plays with his feet, but he can when he has to with his arm. I wholeheartedly look for Starkville to put a QB contain on Jimmy Holiday because he may not be the best athlete on the field, but he may be the best playmaker. Starkville will have athletes that can get sideline to sideline with this kid when he gets out of the pocket, but I think what they do is they spy him and make him throw the ball. Brian, I don't even have a score prediction. This game is going to see a turnover that's weird. There may be ten penalties apiece for each team. Whoever, I think, whoever is more able to play their style of football is going to win this game. I agree. I agree. Uh, man, Madison Central's got a loaded coaching staff. Oh, my god! I mean, Coach Hart yeah. and uh, Dusty Finley, a little South Pontotoc chum of mine. Yeah. Uh, Eric Robertson. That yeah. whole Lafayette staff that was so successful during the Jeremy Liggins era. 100%. Is down there doing what they Same thing. did during the Jeremy Liggins era. There's not many, there aren't many better football names than the quarterback's name in Madison Central. That's a really good football Jimmy name. Holiday. Jimmy Holiday. It's just, yeah, that's a good name. And, you know, when he – when he goes to TCU, you know he's going to be Doc Holiday. Oh, for sure. He's going to make plays, and they're going to start calling him Doc. Gonna, man, he's your Huckleberry. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I have no idea on this game, Brian. Oh, man, I don't either. I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be worth the price of admission. Um, that's Starville, right? I'm actually going to predict the first overtime game of the preview show. Okay. I see this game going overtime, and I actually see it low scoring. Okay. I think both staffs it's like a 21, know. 21 21 all at the yeah, end of four. Yeah, about to, yeah, that'd be good. And, you know, both teams kick the ball well. Both teams special. You know, the, I don't think that there's a advantage in this game. Obviously, Starkville being at Starkville. But I will tell you this. Madison Central will shut down that whole brick city. Yeah. And ride it right up 55 and 82 into Starkville. That, that entire visitor section will be full. I'll say this. I, I'm totally on board with you saying that the team who's able to uh, impose their will and their style yes. win the game. I've just I've, I'm not going to make a prediction on the score, uh, but I've always felt better about the more the team that could be more balanced in these games. You know what I mean? Right. For, you know, I mean if a team that can't really throw it, I worry about them in a game that might of this magnitude. I'm with you. you know what I mean? Uh so yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Madison Central can get rolling downhill and do what they do, it's going to be an amazing. I mean, they're the best team in the state for a reason. Yeah, their number—they got a one beside their name. They have a zero beside their their column. Yeah, for a reason. So it's going to be—I can't make a prediction. I just know it's going to be a really hot time on a really cool night in Starkville, Mississippi. There will be more college coaches at this high school football game than there will at any in this state throughout the rest of the year. And it should be. And it should be. It should be. Man, say this is the kind of game. It's surely somebody's going to televise and stream it, right? I would. Yeah, sure. I think Madison streams all their sporting events. Perfect. And I wouldn't be surprised if Starkville is like, hey. So when you're sitting in the stands this week on a Friday night and your football game, take out your smartphone, put your headphones in, get that Madison Central Starkville game. I think it's mcbigblue.com. Okay. I just. I think that's what it is. And if not, we'll tag them and they can they can tweet back at the right thing. Um. It's a big week for the rest of the games. Uh, on the slate, there's a was lot that of, our last one? That was our last one of the well, big that seven. Was a good one, to yeah. Be yeah our last the magnificent one. seven for sure. Um, it's a big slate, and we're going to run through them real quick, yeah. and uh, just interject whenever you want to here if something catches your eye or ear, <laughs> or both. Things always catch your both eye. Both of my eyes at the same time. <laughs> Looking both of my eyes. <laughs> 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 All right, here we go. Aberdeen at Houston. Houston. All right, I like Houston, but I would also like to say something here. I would like to give a shout out to Houston football coach Ty Harden for being recognized 
as one of the Daily Journal's top 40 under 40. A finalist. Uh, yeah. Finalist, yeah. And uh, he's alongside our, our good buddy Adam Gore and a bunch yep. of other folks in the oh, area. Yeah. Uh, but it's really a cool deal for an educator and a football coach to be nominated in the thick of these things because when I think educators, I don't think the head football coach. No. You know what I mean? He is being nominated for his overall effect at Houston High School more so than just winning football games on a Friday night. And I, and I need to the say whole community, this, just by the simply way. because this is something that I heard in a professional development one time. Jeff Carter said this. He said, I think effective teachers have a really, really good ability to coach in the classroom, and effective coaches have a really, really good ability to teach on the football field. And I think Ty Harden embodies both of those yeah, things. Yeah, he's a good dude. The whole uh, he, he is Houston. Not, no not the school, he's the city. You know what I mean? He, he is the embodiment of what that, that town really is. Um, let's see, so moving right along. Baldwin at Ashland. Big Baldwin one. big. Baldwin big. Uh, Belmont at Alcorn Central. Eh. Yeah, bring on basketball season. Bruce at Calhoun City, the Schooner River rivalry, the shootout. Is that you what know, this is? <laughs> 20 years ago, this would have been the game of the week for us. Man. Calhoun City, has. this has just been lopsided. I think they have won 17 or 18 of these in a row. Could you imagine a football game in the 90s that would have had uh, Bernard Sykes on one side and Armiga Spearman on the other? Could you imagine that that going on? And I mean, this this was a game that was the game of the year. Every the st- year. You know, like there, back in the 90s, there was no such thing as like upstarts. You know, you had your teams that were good at football and your teams that weren't good at football. So you had, like, Shannon and Amory, Bruce and Calhoun City, you know. Well, I would like to speak to this. I was in this division. I went to school yeah, in this were. division. There was When we were South Pontotoc was 2A. <laughs> we were one that worked. I'm sorry. <laughs> but these two teams were in the same division. You know what I mean? And, it, and you didn't get a break in football. Uh, yeah, or back then they only took the top two. They didn't take yeah. four. And poor South Pontotoc and North Pontotoc, we were battling, battling to see who finished last and next to last. Yeah. This used to be the best game in the area. Ain't no doubt. This year, it will not be a very good game, but it's going to be hotly anticipated in the city no matter what. Oh, they, 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 Bruce is still going to fill the stands for this. And people are you kidding don't to each not other. show up There's this brothers game. that whose sons, you know, you know what I mean? Like, there's nephews playing yeah. at opposite schools. There's cousins. It's going to be fun. And, you, you know, you see lopsided rivalries all over sports on the high school, college, national level. One that comes to mind for me uh, – and say football, Oregon goes to Oregon State. Oregon State's still going to have 40,000 people there, even though yeah. Oregon's probably won 10 of those in a row. Sure. Duke at Wake Forest in basketball, Wake Forest still going to pack that thing out, yeah. even though they're going to be 22-point underdogs. Yeah, when so, Alabama goes to Tennessee, there's still going to be 90,000 in Nathan. Ain't no, no doubt. So, it's just, you know, it's 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 a rivalry game. Yeah, so you throw stuff the, out. It's at the Boneyard. makes it a little bit tougher yeah. for Bruce, too. But, you know, it's one of those things. Um, let's see. Central Homes at Oak Hill Academy. Uh, Coldwater at Biggersville. Uh, safe travels back to Tate County, Coldwater. Uh, Columbus Christian at Hebron Christian. Hebron wins. <laughs> Columbus <laughs> Christian. Playing another Christian. <laughs> that's going to be the first one. That's going to that's gonna be one of those games where we have two things to say for the. You know what I mean? Like you got Columbus. If they were Christian. both undefeated, then Bradlock and Dalton Middleton's headline could be Sister Christian times two, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, just something. To be looking, be looking for that score on the scoreboard show. We're going, sure. we're going to put some we'll, we'll, pizzazz we'll clown in that. around that one for sure. Uh, DeSoto, Arkansas, at Cahoon Academy, Hamilton at Nanawaya. Oh, another week that we, we won't get, get a call, call from Dallas. Flippo. <laughs> another week. Um, be safe, Hamilton. Keep your players healthy. Uh, Nanawaya, play nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hamilton's trying to get things going the right way. They got a new coach. It's just it's wrong a, division. It's a man. wrong division for that. Gosh, man. Wrong division. Yeah, it, it would be really cool. Like in you know, in the private school in Tennessee, I'll say this. 
uh, they classify schools based on size. Yeah. But they also reclassify by like strength. If that True. makes sense, like CBHS back in the day would never play Tipton Rosemark. Oh yeah, you know, and this is kind of the same thing. I wish you could reclassify, like almost have a district and a subdistrict. That'd be a cool. That'd be a cool way to do that for all sports. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it would be beneficial. I, I think. can speak to that, and and just me personally <laughs> in soccer, we're thrilled Chippewa High to go to the DeSoto Division because we feel like we're better than all those teams. Now our good friend Justin Reed on the baseball side. They just jumped into a <laughs> Olive Branch, DeSoto Central, Lewisburg, Hornets and Tupelo. <laughs> I mean, five and three may win that division. Yeah, I mean, for sure, for sure. you got to battle D1s all over the place, drafted every players. Night. Yeah, every night. After every night. Let's see here. Moving along. Hatley at Knoxby County. Hatley's in the playoffs. This is going to be one of those weeks. Get healthy. Yeah. See what you can do against a team that's probably better than you, for sure better than you. And Knoxby's going to be mad. And Knoxby's going to be mad, so – just do what you do and get out of there. Keep I mean, really, right? Nick Washington healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't lose him for a playoff. Hadley's on top of this. I'm pretty sure they, I think they, so. they've got a good plan mapped out. They, they they've had, they got a good staff over there. Yeah, they do. Um, let's see here. Heritage Academy at Starwood Academy. Huge matchup in the MAIS. Oh, that's that's like the uh, that's rivalry central in MAIS. Yeah, I mean that's that's Ooh, so big. And and both teams good. I think Heritage is still undefeated. Eight no, I think got a couple of. Uh, MHSAA wins, mm-hmm. beat Taylorsville, I think, to start the season. So, yeah, yeah man. That's going to be a huge game. That was that Starville good. Academy, so make sure you go to Opie's. Oh, it's right man, there. Man, you got to drive, and you can go watch anything. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Think about that. You can see one from the other. You've got the top two teams in, in MHSAA and MAIS playing 500 yards apart. Starville, you have no excuse. The, the people of Starkville, you go yeah. to Cappy's, get a steak, watch football Friday night. Yeah, for sure. Somewhere. And then you got LSU coming to – I, let's just move to the next game. <laughs> Moving on. Man, we don't need any PTSD going on in here. Uh, Holly Springs at Water Valley. I like the valley. Same here. Itaw- shook. Itawamba AHS at Morville. I like Itawamba. Itawamba. Um, Mantachi at Strayhorn. I like Mantachi. I like Mantachi, like, too. I like Mantachi big. They need a big win. I like them big. Took I like, a tough loss to Potts Camp. Lost late last week. I like them Still big. fighting for a playoff spot. I like them to win by two to three touchdowns. I there. do, too. I like that a lot. Um, Myrtle at Byers. Another week for A.I. Nugent to put up 300 yards. We told you all last week, stamp him down as your Daily Journal Player of the Week. It's going to happen again. He's going to be over the 280 mark. I know we're not going to get lucky enough for Gene to go cover this Myrtle game up in Sandflat at Byers, but I love it when he called in last week like, hey, man, pretty, threw a pretty good ball. You know what Gene I mean? Gene just like, called he, the game for he us. He did. It was, so, it was over. It was so good. I loved it. <laughs> Uh, shout out to him for being the legend that he is. All right, then we got Oklahoma at Smithville. It's a big game there. I mean, it really yeah. is. There's some athletes on the Oklahoma has, side. Has meant more in the past. Yeah. Um, kind of like everybody else in that division, not named Nanawaya and Noxipater, Smithville fighting for that three four. Mm-hmm. West Lowndes has made their presence known. There are five. There are five really really good one A football teams in that division. Really it's a are. shame they all got to be in the same. Yeah, one. that'd be that'd be one of the ones you wish you could reclass. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. I mean, kinda... Like I want to I want to be able to send like TCPS up with Baldwin and Biggersville. Yeah. Or Smithville up with Baldwin. You know, just get get balance it out. All five of those teams need to be making the playoffs. No, yeah, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. Uh, then we got uh, Oxford at Horn Lake. Oxford's a class of their division. Absolutely. Saltillo at Lafayette. Uh, Randy Anderson is absolutely tearing it up. Man. I'm talking about uh, – We talk about underrated players. He's not necessarily underrated. And we talked about Jimmy Holiday and what he means to Madison Central. Randy Anderson means the exact same thing to Lafayette. And I'll tell you one thing I like about this kid, Brian. 
not often that well-coached football teams single out players in post-game interviews with the newspapers. When this kid does well, you hear Michael Fair every week just saying, man, that kid right there is the type of kid you want to marry your daughter. And he's just he, – he means everything to Lafayette County High School football. I heard another coach in the area, they were talking about uh, Randy Anderson, and they said, uh, I said, man, you know, when I watch him, I just think he's the kind of guy who might play on Sundays one day. You know what I mean? They, cause he's, he's the so, type of kid could maybe take an alternate uh-huh, route. Uh-huh. I could see him in Senatobia next year yep. at Northwest as an athlete. Yep, that's exactly what they said. Lock, he's lock not defined by like a position. A Southern mm-hmm. or a Troy and then mm-hmm. just really, really take off. He, they, they, they compared him a lot to a bigger version of Marcus Green. You know what I mean? Just the kind of guy who could fair. go dominate that level. That's fair. Get in somebody's camp, get drafted, and see what happens. He's that kind of guy. I think he's he's a he's a he made, he's a real talent. Absolutely. Um, let's see here, and then we got uh, South Pontotoc at Shannon. Uh, good luck, Cougars. Uh, they're gearing up for the Caledonia game. They let's are. Just be real. They're, the just Cal- stay healthy. Stay healthy. Put and, your and, eggs and in one basket. Put your eggs in that basket. Yep, absolutely. Um, let's see here, Thrasher at Faulkner. Somebody Somebody's got to win. Got to win. And all right, here's what we're gonna do. Have, have either one of them won? Both are one and whatever. Let's make a prediction. Is that Faulkner? I like Faulkner. I like Faulkner too. Light in August. Down with that. <laughs> Absalom, Absalom. I only know two books. That's only two I got. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, I like Faulkner. We made that prediction. Tish County at North Pontotoc. Bounce back week for North Pontotoc. Big bounce back week. Uh, Tupelo at Lewisburg. Jacob Horn show. Uh, I like Tupelo. Uh, any way they want to put it in the end zone, they're going to be able to put it in the end zone. I, I think, think so. Lewisburg had a big win against Hernando. They did. I think this is going to be one of those weeks that they 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 won last week. Let's just take it easy and. And I think Lewisburg kind of understands the same way South and Caledonia and those two, like they're fighting for the four and that's it. Right. They they understand the hierarchy in that division. And then really they do. know they need to beat Desoto. They mm-hmm. know they need to beat Hernando. They need to knock off South Haven. They need to, and they need to find a way to beat South Haven. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see here: Tupelo Christian at Vardaman. All right, I, I'm All doing right, it so again. I'm, I'm going to retract the statement that I've made previously in this show. AI Nugent will not be the Daily Journal Player of the Week this week. That honor will go to Kai Holiday <laughs> for his 500. He's going to get it this put, week. He's doing it this week. I tell you what, this is actually do it for me. Show you say this. Flea Flicker, I'm telling you. I'm going never to TCPS for piano lessons tomorrow night at 5 o'clock. I don't know if it's the first time I've actually admitted this on the show, but I'm taking Well, it's 5 o'clock on a Wednesday. Oh, of course that works out like that. I didn't even think about you. They're going to cloud. Right into your hands. <laughs> but um, anyway. There's an Sean's old woman <laughs> sitting next to me. <laughs> Look, I'm excited about my piano lesson. <laughs> I am too. But I'm going to play for me one day. But I'm also excited because Sean texted me and said, hey, he wants us to get out to a game. We may try to sneak over to Smithville when they play Smithville because that Ooh, game man. is going to mean a lot right. toward something. Uh, but he he's told me that they are uh, cooking steaks for their boys tomorrow night on Wednesday night. And he said, man, when you're done with your piano lesson, mm-hmm. walk over and I'll have I you remember a piece that. of he, red man, meat. He did throw that out there. That yeah. was nice of him. Um, you think once you get accomplished at your piano playing that they'll hire you at TCBS to play the organ for their baseball or football games? That'd be so cool. Yeah. If you saw where I was at right now, and I have the best teacher in the world, Miss Lisa Rich. If you saw where I was at right now, you would say that I'm at least a couple of scores and seven years ago away from being that accomplished. Hey, man, Rome wasn't built in a day. I have faith in you for sure. For sure. It's going to need some days. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, man, that's awesome. You're going to get to eat a steak dinner with the TCPS guys, though. Uh, big game here. Walnut at Potts Camp. Potts Camp just clinched their first playoff berth in school history last week. Let's talk trap games. Man. Walnut feels like they have faced the biggest test in their division, which is East Union, who has mm-hmm. pretty much locked up that division now. Yep. So, Walnut, I think, is a little high on themselves as the two. Potts Camp has got the athletes to play with Walnut. Now, I like Walnut in this game, but you get Mitchell Salisbury, the ball in the red zone. You throw a couple jump balls. He comes down with a few. Offensive mastermind Quest Hood over there. I'm telling you, this is not a game that Walnut needs to sleep on, and I don't think they will, but you don't want this game to be close in the fourth quarter. Numbers might not be equal, but athletes in the first groups will. Yes, yes. Matchup on matchup. Be very close. No question be about very it. Close. That'll be uh, who can exploit the weaknesses. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, which which maybe I don't know who wins a turnover battle. You know what I mean? Potts like, Camp is going to make this a ball game. It's a matter of whether Walnut can pull away or not. If they pull away, they'll win big. Yeah. If they can't pull away, I don't know who's going to win. I really don't. Yeah. If, if it's close and it's at Potts Camp, man, Potts Camp on a Friday night. I've played basketball games at Potts Camp on a Friday night. There is nothing more frightening than that. So I can imagine a football game on a Friday night. There will be nothing more frightening than that for 1A teams this winter. We would beat Potts Camp by 25 or 30 at West Union, and then we would go to Potts Camp and get the exact same treatment. You know what I mean? Like just Weird how that works. That, that, that's, that's, that's hometown magic. We'd get bludgeoned. would <laughs> be the worst. <laughs> I would be hurting, and I was just sitting over there coaching. But uh, one last game to round it out, and it's actually a really big game in the area. Okay. Winona Christian at Marshall Academy. And Ooh. I know that is, that is a big game. I mean, huge. It's probably the second biggest MAI Outside game. of uh, Starkville uh, Academy and Heritage. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Man, uh, Winona Christian taking a very, very uncharacteristic loss last week. Their first loss the of the season to Kirk Academy. A uh, big rivalry there. And, you know, you've got to think that they know what's at stake. And then obviously Marshall Academy knows what's at stake because wh- uh, they played Mag Heights, lost a, a couple, and lost Heights, a close yeah. one. So both of these teams are jockeying for a good seed. Good word, place. jockeying. We don't use that enough. That's we a don't. Good one. That's a good one. And I, I mean, it makes sense jockeying. Like you actually think of a jockey, they jockey for positions. So yeah. they're just doing the exact same yeah. thing. It was really good. Who? What do you? Tell me about the coaching staff at Winona. We we found so out a we, about we that. found this out, and I I, I had kind of just. In passing, I knew that Junior Graham had gotten back into coaching. But, you know, I see him. He's a great – if you need a Twitter follow, folks, follow Coach Graham. He's – yeah. He's got wisdom from 40, 50 years of coached everybody, coached with everybody. You were talking about those great Ware teams. I think he won five state titles at Ware. He coached Asenzo mm-hmm. Miller. Uh, everybody that was a good coach at that time, he, he has a great coach tree. tree. Yeah, everybody went through him. You know, a lot of the – There are Ricky still Woods, guys. Or, 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 yeah to this day, that are winning state titles now at their schools that played and coached under Coach Graham. It would be awesome to see the tree of, like, who he coached under before he became a head coach. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And learn from There's that three be- that I always think about as far as the states. Because, you know, I know we kind of got off a little off subject last week talking about the, the coach quarterback mm-hmm. son thing. Shout out to Will Hall for listening to the podcast. And I love that, that, man. Yeah, yeah. Um Good luck to Tulane this week. Very, very good luck. What, what, there's something in the water in the state of Louisiana as far as football concerns. Saints, LSU, Tulane, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, there's there's three – I want to mention this. Just, just talking about legendary coaches. Junior Graham is top three. And then I have to put throw Bobby Hall in there mm-hmm. as far as coaching tree is concerned. And then Mike Justice, who's been at Clinton, Gulfport. Those three – 
I would surface to say that probably 60, 70% of high school coaches that started in Mississippi that weren't, you know, from somewhere else and, you know, went to school here, but but started in Mississippi have some kind of connection to those three guys. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Oh, so man. cool. Yeah, that's so cool how that works out. Uh, I like that uh, – I like the one on rounding up the MAIS talk. I like the one on a Christian Marshall game to be a good game. I do too. Uh, and I will say this: it's at Marshall Academy, so it's in Holly Springs. So for those of you going to that game, ride up to the West Holly Springs ex- exit and go eat at Marshall Steakhouse. Brian told me about this steakhouse, and it's just made me salivate. Is Holly High playing at Water Valley? Soon. Yeah, I think it's at Water Valley. Dead gummit. I think it's at Water Valley. Because <laughs> there ain't no question in my mind where we would be going if Water Valley was at we'll, Holly we'll High. Have to, we'll have to be there I'll tell you long. what we may do, Brian, because uh, they're going to be a sack of hell on the hardwood this year. Mm-hmm. We may have to check out a 3A basketball oh, game hey, in Holly I'm, Springs I'm down this, for that. This I'm year. down for that. Yeah, so. Uh, check that out, though. Yeah, go up to Marshall Steakhouse. It's a world-class thing. And I'll, I'll say this. I'm not saying I drive past Como Steakhouse to go eat at Marshall Steakhouse, but I'm saying I wouldn't wait at Como Steakhouse before I went and didn't wait at Marshall. You know what the I mean? The reviews Brian gave of this are really. If you said I had to wait for an hour to go eat at Como, or I can go right away to eat at Marshall's, I'll be in Holly Springs, hundred percent. I can't. I can't stress enough how quality Brian's review of this this steakhouse is. So now it's immediately on my to do list. But yeah. speaking of which. Fish House Friday. Yeah. Let's think. A um, couple options. For sure. Uh, Corinth that New Albany sticks out. Yeah. Hadn't seen either team this year. And we could go to Taylor's. And we got places over there mm-hmm. that we know. <laughs> we got Taylor's. got the warehouse. We got well, we got options. We got some options. I'm looking forward to that. Open dates this week. The two East Directional Schools, East Webster, ah. East Union. And uh, both of those, East East Union needs probably an off week to get everybody healthy. They've wrapped up that division. Sure. Start the playoff push. This I is see a good them installing a new offense or a wrinkle to their yep, offense absolutely. this week. Something that might not be on film absolutely. or much on film. And then East Webster, I think they lost last week. Am I right? Uh, they, they, they lost to Calhoun City and bounced back last week. They won last week. Yep. Okay, so, so they just got a scheduled week off. So they'll be yep. all right there. But, man, that's it. That's the slate of games. Top to bottom, really. I mean, it's really not, good. It's, it's 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 a good balanced week. I'll say that absolutely. For sure. so and you're going to hear next week. You're going to hear some of the same teams that were in the games of the week this week playing next week against some of the other teams. Yeah, Emory Boonville's coming up. Pine Rock at Wamba. We got we got good games coming. Games up, on folks. games on games. But yeah, well, we appreciate you listening to the preview show, and uh, make sure you tune in Friday night to the. Uh, WCBI Miss 98 scoreboard show on uh, 97.5 here in Tupelo on your radio dial, miss98.net on your uh, computer, and as well as the Miss 98 app. Yeah. You can download through the app I store. I still got to check of, that app out. It's, I mean, it, it works well. Um, if I can sift through the Dirks Bentley and the Luke Bryan, it really works well. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, man, I, I, I love country music. But uh, but that being said, I'm a big fan of uh, big fan of Luke Combs and the other folks they play on there. Me for too. sure, for sure, Midland. But yeah, but check us out on the uh, at the on the on, the, on, the, on those outlets and tell us about the podcast. And uh, yeah, you can also check us out. Uh, I've got to give Brian and myself a very rare pat on the back for being able to get you multiple podcasts during football season. It's not easy for him and I to get together, not from a uh, cordial standpoint, but just from a scheduling standpoint. But we love bringing them to you. Uh, we'll have one up in about a week or so. Yeah. Uh, be keep your eyes peeled for that. We'll have this linked up on our Twitter and our Instagram at the Happening Pod and at Happening Pod. And then, of course, you can always follow myself and Brian 
at McKinley Holland and at BD Baldwin underscore 24. And at Miss 98 Scores. And at Miss 98 Scores. So anything you'd like to tweet at us as far as games are concerned. Uh, we had a, a nice tweet last week from uh, our good friend in South Haven who called me out for saying that Jeremy game would Russell, be close. my guy JR. Uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, I love having to eat my own words. Uh, so we'd love to hear some opinions from you. Uh, we will catch you Friday night. Please give us a listen, give us a call, and then we will catch you next time on the Happening Pod. Thank you so much for listening.